Hey there, welcome back to the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, like many others, is a listener request. We don't always call that out, but a lot of our topic ideas do come from our community. We've had several folks in our community contact us, letting us know that they want to learn more about what it means to eat gluten-free on a vegan diet. Now, this is one of those episodes where we'll be talking about a vegan diet because for the most part, things like dairy and meat are uh, gluten-free. So if you're a vegetarian... Those things are already gluten-free. Those things are already gluten-free, right. So when vegetarians don't eat meat, but I mean like the the dairy, unless there's, and we'll we'll talk, we'll get a little bit more into detail what to look out for with cheese. But uh, so we're going to talk about what gluten is. This is something that eluded me for a very long time. In fact, until we did this, this is why I like doing episodes like this. I learned a lot about this. Mm, Yeah, I know. Throughout the process of making the outline, I, you know, Vicky kept coming to me and saying, I'm just learning so much and yeah. there's just so much in this topic and, and uh, yeah, but I think it, it turned out really well. So looking forward to doing this. Okay. Episode. So what gluten is celiac disease, what you can do to, if you're a vegan, vegetarian or reducitarian looking to avoid gluten and some sneaky foods that you might not think have gluten, but they really do. So the the key there is always double check. Yes. Okay. So normally right now we would read a new rating but we have no new ratings so uh if you guys haven't left us an itunes rating please head out to itunes and leave us one because we read all of our five star ratings on the show and you will probably up be up next or very close to next (laughs) if you leave us a review (laughs) now before we get into the main topic, today's episode is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable. These are the folks who help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting together a podcast, and we've been doing it for a really long time, seven Mm. years to be exact seven years yeah Yeah. Uh, we do incur costs for media hosting website hosting equipment etc we mentioned last time i think it was last time that we just got a new mic stand because our last one broke (laughs) the one that you were using was all falling over because it was making me very angry (laughs) and she say curse word And was about ready to throw it out the window. Yeah. So we got a new one. So monetary support we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going free to our listeners on a weekly basis. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen. And on that page, you're going to see a video of Larissa and me. And in that video, we discuss the mission of vegetarian zen. On the right hand side of the page, you're also going to see various support levels. We've got some already kind of la- uh, laid out from a dollar to all the way up to $50 a month, but you can also customize your level of giving per month. So we greatly appreciate that. And certain levels will qualify you for some vegetarians and swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable grocery bag, sticker, or t-shirt. Even a dollar a month goes a very long way to help the podcast going. So thank you to our current and future Golden Apple Roundtables and our past. 
Golden Apple That's Round right. Tables. We appreciate that. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says Buy Us a Juice, where you can provide us a one-time monetary contribution to show your support. And we would like to call out community member Michelle Olander for her one-time show of support. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. All right, are we ready to get into the main topic? Let's do this. Let's learn all about gluten. Okay, just a quick list disclaimer that if you suspect that if you have any issues with gluten, digesting gluten, anything, any stomach any issues, allergies, anything like that, anything. you need to talk to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Just the other day I was on a, on a uh, social like page. It was like, a, I don't know if it was a vegetarian page or not. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember, but... Somebody was asking about, I have issues with, does anybody have this issue with something? I don't know. Mm. They were experiencing some stomach issue or something. And, oh, yeah, I think the person was feeling, oh, they were losing hair. That's what it was. And people are well-intended and they'll go and say, you're not getting enough B12 or you're not Mm -hmm. doing it. But the only person who's really going to know and be able to give you some insight is your doctor. That's right. Because you have, everyone is different. We all have different health issues. And, and just our bodies are all different. And so the only one, I know people are well-intended, mm-hmm. just like, you know, even sharing this information, what we try to do is provide you information so that you can go have a conversation with your doctor where this is not meant to be in place of a doctor. That's right. We are not doctors. We don't play doctors on TV. We, um, we, we're not, we're not any of that. Right. Okay, so there are a ton of websites containing gluten-free vegan recipes, and we're going to link to some of them. That's another thing just to note here. But we, our approach has always been over these last seven years and 350 episodes <laughs> that we want to provide you with the basic knowledge because, mm-hmm. okay, recipes are all fine, but what happens when you're outside of your kitchen, right? You right. want to know what to look for. You want to understand labels. We want to arm you with the knowledge. So that way, when you're out on your own, and you don't necessarily have a recipe that says, yeah, this is gluten free mm-hmm. or whatever, that you're able to navigate through that. Right, right. So like if you're at a restaurant, that's right. Or if you're at, you know, a, a gathering or something. All right. So first, let's talk about what is gluten. All right, so gluten, so there's a website, a very informative website um, called celiac.org. And this is, it's it's actually a website that's focused on celiac disease, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but so this website explains gluten as, quote, the general name for proteins found in wheat. So that's wheat berries, durum, emmer, semolina, spelt, farina, farro, and gram. Those are wheat in the wheat you know, uh, category. And then also in rye and barley. Yeah. And this is the part I guess I didn't understand. This is my, a learning thing that I had was gluten acts as a glue to hold foods together and help them maintain their shape. I didn't, I I didn't understand that part. Glue, gluten. That makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. All right. So, uh, so that's, yeah. So that's the purpose of, that's what, not the purpose. That's, (laughs) that's gluten's, um, goal in life is to hold the food together. And so let's talk a little bit about celiac disease. 
Okay, so according to the uh, website for the University of Chicago Medicine Celiac Disease Center, that's a mouthful, uh, <laughs> here's, the, here's how they explain celiac disease. So celiac disease is an inherited autoimmune disorder that affects the digestive process of the small intestine. When a person who has celiac disease consumes gluten, a protein found in wheat, rye, and barley, the individual's immune system responds by attacking the small intestine and inhibiting the absorption of important nutrients into the body. That sounds awful. That sounds really awful. And uh, so undiagnosed and untreated celiac disease can lead to uh, development of other autoimmune disorders as well as osteoporosis, infertility, neurological conditions, and cancer. And yeah. that, that, I would assume, is because the nutrients are not getting to the parts of the body that need them. Right. That's another thing I learned. I didn't realize it was considered an autoimmune disorder. Mm. Like, you know, you have lupus right. and right. It, it, your body actually attacks right. itself. Right. All right. So one in 133 people in the U.S. suffer from celiac disease. So that's about 3 million Americans, which is, that's a lot. It is. But the more shocking part of that is most are undiagnosed. So like 97% Wow. undiagnosed. That's so, crazy. So they're having all these symptoms. They just don't know what it is or they don't think that it's something that maybe it's not severe enough that they go to the doctor or, you know. Yeah, something like that. Or no health care. Yeah. So so we're going to talk about some. Uh, well, the, okay. So the other thing is not everybody necessarily has ce- that is experiences some of these mm. symptoms has celiac disease, but they could have non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Oh, which okay. means it's kind of like the same, there's some of the same symptoms. And again, if you experience any of these symptoms, please make sure you're talking to a doctor. This is not a diagnosis. So some of those symptoms include bloating, gas, and stomach pain, headache, brain fog, joint pain, diarrhea or constipation, and anemia. And, you know, that makes sense. Hearing those symptoms makes sense that People, some people may be undiagnosed with either the uh, celiac, non-celiac sen- gluten sensitivity, or with celiac disease, because a lot of those symptoms are also symptoms of other disorders. So, if you have, like, for example, I have lupus, so uh, you know, headache, brain fog, joint pain, anemia; those are all symptoms or secondary uh, symptoms of lupus. So. I may not realize that, you know, I, I don't have celiac disease, but I may not realize that I might also have that. Yeah. Just another thing to interject here. I think it's so important. I'm a big keeper of journals. I keep, I have a dream journal. I have a general just what's going on today type of journal. I think it's so important that if you're experiencing any health issues or even if it's just something like brain fog or right. or uh, let's just say that your energy is just mm-hmm. like fatigue, that you are keeping some sort of journal because and, and that means like what you're eating and maybe how many hours of sleep you got last night if you had interrupted sleep or something, right. because that can help you kind of put together the puzzle pieces of what's going on if you don't document things Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know what could have impacted that so for example if i had maybe too much caffeine in the morning or something and then by three i'm crashing Mm -hmm. and then i notice this pattern then that that helps me to understand myself and also if i have to have a conversation with my doctor about wow i'm feeling really depleted could i be depleted in these vitamins or could I be, you know, there's, there could be, like you said, so many different 
right. things that lead to this. So that's why it's important, I think, that if you experience anything like this particularly, that you're trying to keep a journal not just about, oh, now I'm feeling tired today, mm -hmm. but around what is happening at that time. Right. And I will uh, note, just a little side note, um, for all of our women listeners, um, especially of a certain age or approaching a certain age, <laughs> that can be really handy for menopause. Yes. Um, because, you know, and especially with two of us, you know, we kind of, um, we kind of, uh, are having some of the same issues at the same time, but that can be really important to keep track of things like that too. Most definitely. Okay, okay. Back on the gluten. Okay. So question, is it hard to be gluten free and vegan? Answer. The good news, uh, especially today, especially with, with all of the options that we have, whether it's at home or at the grocery store or, you know, dining out. Uh, it's really not all that difficult to be vegan and gluten-free. You just have to be, uh, pay attention. Yeah. And the cool thing is in 2004, the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act, there's another mouthful, <laughs> became law. So that means that we are now able to find ingredients on labels to help us determine if a particular food contains gluten or whatever you're looking for. Right. I remember, I'm old enough to remember that when I was younger and I was counting calories, of course, very obsessively, mm. but <laughs> that's a different story. Uh, there was hardly, there was no labels on stuff. Mm -hmm. You had to buy those big books. And of right. course, there was no and internet. Look everything yeah, up. Yeah, this big, big calorie Bible. Oh my gosh. Who didn't have one of those big <laughs> books? We find a lot of them at estate sales. I know. Though. I know. All right. So let's talk about some plant-based gluten-free proteins. Okay. So, you know, meat and dairy, of course, are, as we mentioned, are, glu are gluten-free. Naturally. As, that, right. As long as they don't contain stuff, yeah. any additives that may, you know, have a wheat base. Uh, but there are still plenty of plant-based gluten-free protein sources. So some of these are uh, nuts, seeds, beans, lentils, uh, peas and peanuts, tofu, tempeh, uh, edamame, which are soybeans, uh, and Quinoa and vegetables. Right. Lots of vegetables Don't have protein. Don't forget, veggies have protein. That's right. All protein comes from veggies. Some more than others, but... That's right. Okay, so the, some more foods, and we're going to have all of these, again, as I've mentioned to you guys, we have really been adding a lot of detail to our show notes on... So One of us to, has. <laughs> so if you go to vegetarianzen.com forward slash 350, we don't just put like... Well, not anymore. We, mm -hmm. We've been really adding full articles to our to our uh, page. So make right. sure you head out there because there's some things that we can't even just mention all the time on the show. We put little Easter egg bonuses and stuff out there sometimes. So. Right, right. And uh, so, yeah, so you don't have to, if you're driving or if you're exercising or whatever, you don't have to worry about memorizing all these or, or stopping and writing them down. They'll be in uh, bulleted lists on our uh, the show notes for this. Okay, That'll so some more stuff. Corn, millet. Gluten-free oats, rice, sorghum, non-wheat flours, such as corn, brown rice, almond, chestnuts, tapioca, coconut, sorghum, as I just mentioned. Uh, the cool thing is, with, this, with such a big plant-based movement these last few years, a lot of these are a lot more common than they used to be. It used oh, to be yeah. really hard, or you used to have to go to one of those specialty like health stores to mm -hmm. find a lot of these. And now we can find a lot of these just in our local grocer. Right. Well, and especially with Bob's Red Mill, I don't know if uh, 
our listeners, I'm sure most people have Bob's Red Mill products in at least one grocery store in their area, but they do a lot of the uh, different flours. Then we have coconut aminos, vegan cheese, nutritional yeast, almond, soy, and coconut yogurt, which I just had some of uh, coconut yogurt, the Daya, the, Mm -hmm. the, uh, Daya coconut yogurt the other day. I put it in a, I got myself one of those, uh, what do you call those shakers? Shaker those cups. Shaker it has cups. a little like um, whisk type ball. I felt in it. all healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and I put some new zest. I put some coconut uh, yogurt. I put uh, some, or a little bit of orange juice. And I put some almond milk and shook it all up. And I was mm-hmm. afraid, I wasn't sure like what to expect because I had never, um, used one of those and i thought is it gonna taste all lumpy and stuff nope yeah that little that little uh whisk thing yeah i was amazed i was like looking at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was down there in the kitchen is this she was doing her best uh (laughs) bar rescue uh bartender shake with a smile Uh, (laughs) but yeah so yeah you uh said it turned out really well Okay, what's really important, though, is that not to take for granted if especially if you have a really sensitive celiac uh, or if you have a really sens- reaction, sensitive yeah. gluten reaction, uh, that you are still looking at the label because mm-hmm. it is really important that it that that can really that can mess you up. Right. <laughs> that can actually be toxic to some to right. some people that have a really uh, really high gluten sensitivity. Right. All right. So, what about faux meats? Are no, they gluten free? Not all faux meats are gluten free. Some are. But you really, just like we said, you really need to conti- uh, to look, take a look at the label because some do contain wheat. And we've talked about wheat meat. Right. So, yeah, Saitan. Saitan, 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 whatever. <laughs> that that thing. All right. So, uh, yeah, for example, uh, Gardein products are not completely gluten-free. Some of their products are, but not all of them. So make sure that you read the back of the, the, the ingredients to make sure there are no wheat ingredients. And it's usually marked pretty clearly if there's any wheat um, in the ingredients themselves. But then most products will have like a, an allergy disclaimer or something somewhere near the, the ingredients list that says, you know, um, this product contains wheat, uh, nuts, or allergy, soy, whatever, kind of, yeah, for allergies, we'll or, allergies, or this product is manufactured in a facility that also, you know, so there could be cross-contamination. That is a big <clears throat> thing right there, because even, and that's why I said still look at the labels, because that, is, if, even if something you think, oh, well, this can't have gluten in it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Just cross Could, contamination. Just from cross contamination. Yeah, and we'll talk about that a little more in a minute. But okay. uh, so also Beyond Meat, the one of those newfangled uh, ones that I think are so gross. <laughs> uh, so Beyond Meat protein is derived entirely from peas, mung beans, and rice. So there's no soy, no gluten, or, and it's GMO free. Hey, what was the brand of the? And we're going to be posting this recipe very soon. By the way, new recipe alert. New recipe alert mm-hmm. is we have we kind of modified. Uh, it was a New York Times recipe, but we modified the mm-hmm. heck out of it, and it is like to suit our taste because Larissa, you know, she doesn't like spicy stuff, and then we don't eat meat, so yeah. We the had- recipe called for chicken, ground chicken, yeah. But we substituted. I know what you're saying. Uh, we substituted a. Uh, uh, chicken. Yeah, what was the brand chi- of that? Oh, uh, Sweet Earth. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and it's it's in the frozen section. And actually, our friends uh, Gloria and Chris showed it to us when we went to dinner at their mm. house. And the, the so chicken? we thought we'd try. Yeah, she showed me the pa- or Chris oh, showed me the gotcha. package. Yeah, because uh, we were talking about because they're vegan. Uh, well, the recipe is ramen. And it was yeah. really, really good. It was it's really one of our good staples with peanuts now. and oh, really good. But so I just used that instead of the the ground chicken, and we just made it again last night. It was really good. Well, and it, we it, haven't put the recipe together yet, but it will be coming out. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and with for us for two people, it sir makes what two meals worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you can adjust really easily adjust the quantities on something like that. Oh, so getting back to. Uh, one more, uh, the Impossible Burger, which is all the rage, which I think is also disgusting. <laughs> um, surprise! Uh, that one also does not contain gluten, but the earlier version did. So just, I guess, I don't think any of the, I don't know how old the earlier version was, but I, I don't seriously even know if there's any that, more of those around. Yeah. But the 2.0 is what they, they, and I have a link to their website too. It They make it from potato and soy protein. Okay, so if you're allergic to soy, that's a no-no, but it doesn't contain wheat. That's right. All right. All right, so as we mentioned, dining out as a gluten-free vegan, that can be a little trickier. And I think one of the biggest challenges, though, is the Mm cross-contamination. Because if you... Okay, so I was looking out at some of these websites like Burger King and Taco Bell, which tout some pretty pretty good, again, in a pinch type of uh, vegan food. But while they do a really good job of of uh, vegan of, food, yeah. they are they've even said on their own website that there is a high likelihood of cross contamination for gluten. Well, and I think that's probably because you know when they cook everything, it's a very small you know area there. There's not like a whole lot of room to have a separate grill and a separate fryer and a separate you know. So you may have fries that are cooked in a, a fryer with chicken nuggets, which mm-hmm. are breaded, which have gluten. So if there's if you're super sensitive, then there's that cross contamination risk. That's right. Some other foods to watch out for that may contain gluten. Now, this is some hidden stuff. And you, again, just pay attention to the, you might think, right, oh, that can't have wheat in it. But mm-hmm. soy sauce, not all soy sauce is gluten free. Mm-hmm. It's also not all vegan either. Right. So you want to take a look at that. Bouillon cubes, gravy, ketchup, tomato sauces, roasted nuts. And we talked about some roasted nuts also not being vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, salad dressings, some herbal teas. That was kind of surprising to me, some herbal teas. Candy, gum, stir fries, French fries, and we talked about that, chips, potato and tortilla, and other chips too, but uh, Mm. like pretzels and and crackers, breads, baked goods, pastries, pastas and noodles, croutons, beer, or anything that might contain brewer's yeast. So like, uh, let's talk about beer battered onion rings or something Mm -hmm. like that. uh, flour tortillas and foods that are breaded so like anything with panko breadcrumbs or anything like that right right okay so we're not going to go through this whole list of recipes but i will name a couple here just to tease you and the links will be in the show notes (laughs) yeah we have we have uh, 15 gluten-free vegan recipes that we've curated for you and here are a few that i think might interest you one of them is cauliflower bu- buffalo wings. Larissa's one of Larissa's favorites. 
Uh, yes. Cri- crispy potato tacos from She Likes Food. Yummy. Um, we also have one of our own recipes out there, the mock tuna that you can find in our Buddha. You can also find this. We made a Buddha bowl in our Buddha bowl book. We have mm-hmm. like a recipe around this, but we have the basic recipe for the mock tuna, which was a big thing for me when I discovered it. Cause I was, I grew up having tuna sandwiches for mm-hmm. lunch. So I was very skeptical about this one, but when, um, we created this recipe kind of, again, just merged from a lot of different, uh, places. <laughs> right. And uh, bonus points to anyone who can um, think of the face that I just made when you Gross. were talking about <laughs> you're talking about eating, growing up eating tuna. She doesn't like tuna. I hate tuna. I hate fish. All right. Um, so those are some of our teaser recipes out there. And again, we have 15. So if you're looking to uh, to try one of those, head on out to the show notes at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 350. We hope this episode has helped you understand what it means to be a gluten-free vegan. While dining out can be a bit of a challenge, there are still plenty of options if you know what to watch out for and what questions to ask. And as we mentioned, and I can't not understate this, is that if you suspect you have any allergies, please be sure to have a conversation with your doctor. That's an MD doctor, not someone who just calls themselves doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.